Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. I would like to give a quick thanks to our tier 5 channel members and patrons. Fallen Angel Buzz Killington Thank you, again. Now on to the story. Story number one. Duty. Written by Norad Naya Tust. Heroic. That's what they called our group of humans after that day. It started out routine. We were supposed to be on guard duty for a diplomatic vessel. Humans were a popular option for that sort of thing, you see. I never really understood why. To me, it was just a job. Paid well. The aliens running the place were decent. And I heard a lot of stories about their lives and families. Shared some of my own stories, too. It was peaceful. Routine fell to chaos when the vessel was fired upon by rebel warships. Alarms fled. Those unused to battle screamed, running for cover. Some got down by the chunks of steel as parts of the hull caved. Others thrown down corridors by the shockwaves of explosions. I yelled orders, manned the void cannons, using them to cut through the ripples of teleportation matrices before they could reach our ship and form a connection strong enough to bring the invaders on board. I don't think they expected a vessel of this type to be armed to such degree. That was their first mistake. No second chances. Their battleship shields raised a fraction too late to counter the barrage of ordnance, rippled by silver and black before imploding, atoms cast into the void. The few that made it aboard were cut down by the other human guards, but not before they killed several dozen diplomats. Those aliens were good people, my friends. Some of them were like family. I was so angry. Defeated the rebels, the transport ships had a chance to escape. Dignity shattered, but lives intact. They fully expected to. Every other species in the Alliance had unspoken rules of war. Us? Well, yes. But you couldn't understand why we ignored them. Not unless you'd experienced that day, too. You see, humans are known for the territoriality and the strength of their attachments to those around them. At a certain point, we would do anything to keep those attachments intact. This made us the perfect gods. This made us the perfect monsters when the time came. I remember the fear and rage causing through me, surrounded by pieces of those that I'd sworn to protect. The war cry of my friends as they charged the invaders, cutting them to shreds, destroying them. They probably had families too. People who depended on them to be home tomorrow. But by killing them all there and then, they could never hurt us again. If we killed them all, 
Would they leave us alone this time? I remember the primal rage I felt as I launched every single weapon we had and their fleeing transport ships. I heard their comms, the screaming of innocence, children's, the crunch of bone and tearing of meat. The silence. I remember not caring a single bit, roaring in victory, alive with fury and righteous justice. We are not particularly strong or smart on the galactic stage. Some may call us the stupidest and weakest. But that day, we did what had to be done. Morality be damned. And in return, we were showered with praise by the families of the bereaved. After that, nobody ever tried to hurt us again. They call us heroic but I hear the whispers of those children every time I go to sleep. And every time I dream of what I had to do, I become more certain that we are the monsters instead. The glue made of blood holding together a society of peace. A necessary evil. They are coming for me as I speak this to you. They learn from us that you should kill them all so they can never be hurt again. The humans started the cycle, all over a damned ship. Maybe us humans should have stayed on our dying planet, after all. Story number two. Humans are weird, fidget spinning, written by Betty Adams. Wing Commander, 45th Trills burst into the medical bay at full speed and had a trace circle in the room three times before he could reduce his speed enough to land in a mostly dignified manner. And what madness are the humans splitting about this time? The wing commander asked. He patiently waited for the young winged to catch his breath. The excitable lad was inflating and deflating nearly 50% with each breath, and his spur was positively fluffed. The ideal thought that the humans of the base would find it quite cute crossed the commander's mind as he continued tapping on his report. Forty-fifth Trills finally managed to bring his breathing under control and began hopping around on the desk's surface in agitation. You know that he warned us not to let the humans get bored? Forty-fifth Trills demanded in the mother tongue. The commander would have scolded him for using a language most of the other species in the base couldn't hear, let alone understand. But he gathered that he could wait until the end of the report. 45th Trolls was now quickly summarizing the various reports that they'd been given on how odd humans were. He seemed to be circling over the concept of boredom. He finally wound up with a summary of human viral tolerances and crouched there grasping at the commander. The wing commander let out a long, half-second track before glancing at the youth. And what exactly? The wing commander asked. Does the general madness have to do with bursting into my office at the present moment? 41st Troll stared at him blankly for a moment before rapidly brushing his wing hooks over his horns. There is a possibility that, that one of you humans has a virus, 45th Trills burst out. The wing commander instantly fluffed with concern. Has the human self-isolated? He demanded. No, 45th Trills stated. The human insists he was fine. 
What makes you conclude that he had a virus? The wing commander asked as he hurriedly began to put his desk in order. The only thing more wing-stiff than a healthy human was an ill human, but usually a direct order from a ranking officer was enough to send him to rest. He vomited! The 45th trolls informed with the horrified resonance in his voice but fascinated ripples in his neck fur. The wing commander immediately took a fright at that. 45th trolls took after him. The humans are in the lower docking bay, 45th trolls told him. What are they doing? The wing commander demanded. Didn't they notice that one of their own was evacuating his digestive tract? I'm reasonably sure that that was what the rest were laughing at, 45th trolls explained. The wing commander hovered and rotated slowly to stare at him. The humans were not expressing concern over their comrade, he asked carefully. 45th trolls chirped a confused affirmation. Humans usually take far more care of their flight mates than of each other, he said musingly. Yes, 45th trolls agreed as they set off down the corridor at a more sedate pace. They reached the docking bay in question and were greeted by an encouraging chant. The humans were circled around an open space. There were two circles marked out on the floor in tape. In roughly the center of the circles was a human holding a broom and spinning. The head was bent over to touch the tip of the broom. The handle to the forehead with their feet dancing around the broom and they spun the center mass around and around. 45th Trills noted one particular human who was distinctly different shade of health than the rest and pointed him out with a chirp. They flew over to the human, one junior ranger Brazinka, and chirped for permission to land at his shoulders. He grinned at them and held out his arm. They landed and crept close to his ear to be heard of the chanting. Are you well, Brazinka? The wing commander asked. Pretty good, Brazinka said with a shrug. I cleaned up the mess I made and drank some water. Fortunately, most of them have stronger stomachs than I do. What exactly happened? The wing commander asked. The human gave a massive snort of laughter. What usually happens when humans spin so fast, he said. The inner ear objects to the brain, and the brain orders the stomach to punish the body until the spinning stops. The chanting suddenly reached a crescendo and the two spinning humans dropped the brooms and staggered towards a pair of towels, each holding a clatter of disassembled personal projectile weapon. They fell to their knees and began groping at the pods. What are they doing? It's a time competition, Brzezinka explained. I was disqualified for chunking, but Reed's there had a real chance to win this. She says that she was a base champion back in her cadet days. Reed suddenly doubled over and clutched her head with a groan. Goss, uh, that was more than a few years ago, Brzezinska said with a sympathetic wince. I would like you to report to medical base so I can scan the results of this game, the wing commander finally said. Sure thing, Brzezinska said with a nod. Soon as we're done here. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. 
However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.